0: To WMNF Tampa Music and News
1: The ukulele Once a novelty instrument from Hawaii Is one of the hottest instruments in music Even Eddie Vedder plays the ukulele WMNF's 8th Annual Ukulele Festival, Saturday, December 2nd at Cage Brewing in St. Pete. Doors open at 2, kids 12 and under free. For tickets and info, go to WMNF.org or 813-238-8001.
2: You are tuned to WNF Radio 88.5 FM. This is the public affairs program called Community Speaks. My name is Patro Mabili, your host for Community Speaks. And of course, this is my opportunity to talk with you as we always have very serious things to talk about. It may feel sometimes the wheels are coming off when you try to make sense of politics In the United States, and some of you may want to just tune it out. But most of us just want intellectually honest conversation and discussion about what must be done. Unfortunately, many, especially on the far right, are just trying to be stars and take home as much of the people's money as they possibly can. No lies off limit. No level of corruption matters as long as they get paid. And today we are going to have this discussion as we look at cronyism here in Florida. And also we are going to engage in a definitive conversation about fascism, a far right wing political ideology. Many experts agree that fascism is a mass political movement that emphasizes extreme nationalism, militarism and the supremacy of both the nation and the single powerful leader. Over the individual citizen. And this model of government stands in contrast to liberal democracies, which support individual rights and competitive elections and political dissent. So, We are witnessing an embrace of these tendencies in the United States and in countries which had a history of fascist tendencies. We can identify today's fascist threats by researching those countries where fascism emerges between World War I and World War II. But first we'll talk about the intense cronyism that has been the route taken by this governor. There's been reports two reports. Brian DeSantis has Friends, his pals are earning millions off taxpayer money in this state, and when you couple that with the fact that he doesn't even tell us what he's where he's getting a lot of the money to carry out a lot of his political stunts, and uh, we are not privy to a lot of information coming out of the this governor. Uh, also, one Florida, the Florida University turns against what they call the charlatan, the Santises. Uh, Surgeon General, Mr. Lepedo. So we could talk a little bit about him. But also there was a backlash against diversity that's continuing to happen. And uh, I think that has been made people feel bolder to go after what the progress that has been made in this country. There was one Forbes article, Forbes magazine article that was written by a black woman, uh, diversity, equity and inclusion boss. And uh, she mentioned in that article, it was about decentering whiteness in the workplace. And the GOP, one GOP lawmaker from her state of Ohio, he went crazy trying to brand her a racist. This is uh, R- Republican Senator G- J.D. Vance out of Ohio. He's uh, criticizing the article that was written by this diversity boss, Uh and uh, in Ohio, her name was Janice Azari. She's a PhD in diversity, equity, and inclusion boss. And she came under fire for an article in uh, in Forbes magazine. And uh, as I said, this article was about decentering whiteness, and that caused all kinds of conniption fits from a Republican who was waiting. Uh, to jump on anybody that wants to fight racism. And it's become a white supremacist trope to anything that we as a society does to fight racism is itself racist. So he's calling for her to be fired, I guess, and probed. She's going to be investigated over an article that she wrote. And uh, this was uh, a congressman is now ordering this probe of her. She's her consultancy is called BWG Business Solutions and it's uh has been the center of all of this uh hand wringing by Republicans who are ready to react to anything that fights racism. So I just thought that was interesting that when you talk about decentering whiteness that it caused this kind of reaction, but we could talk about the backlash on diversity and what that stands for, what that really means. In the meantime, a lot of people are responding to what we've seen here in the state of Florida. Is, you know, we talk about the Surgeon General, and uh, he's been finding new ways to become even more controversial uh, as ever since he's been tapped. As Surgeon General, the, he's been highly controversial. Uh, the University of Florida wanted to go a step further and give him another well-paid position. And in fact, according to a report, it was just two years ago when the school, this is a flagship of the state's university system, took steps to fast-track lateral, uh to his job at the university as a tenured professorship. And with the expectation that he'd bring in lucrative grant funding and conduct worthwhile research on internal medicine. And with this in mind, Ladapole was able to skip past the usual review process generally required for candidates for tenured professorships. And apparently that hasn't turned out especially well. Uh, the, the political reports uh Latipo edited science research manuscript, gave a guest lecture for grad students, and wrote a memoir about his vaccine skepticism. And some people also bristled at this surgeon general, is in an email to the heads of the medical school, said he'd only visited the sprawling Gainesville campus twice in his first year on the job, showing a lack of familiarity with Florida's flagship medical school. Uh, but an unnamed professor was quoted as saying that Latipole was undoubtedly sullied the ac- academic reputation of the University of Florida. And so at long last, after this uh, vaccine skepticism uh, took center stage through our Surgeon General here in the state of Florida as a lapdog for this governor, uh, people are beginning to reject this and uh It's worth noting that for context, this is hardly the first controversy surrounding this Surgeon General uh, revisited. he's Uh, Earlier, we we talked about him earlier. He was rejected. As I said, he has rejected vaccination guidelines from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevented. uh, I'm sorry, the CDC Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. And he faced accusations about misleading the public. He's embarrassed professional colleagues with his antics and urged the public not to trust scientists and physicians and other public health officials. In the middle of a pandemic, and despite the seriousness of the pandemic, he questioned the efficacy of COVID vaccines and denounced vaccine requirements. Uh, He referenced unsubstantiated conspiracy theories to argue against the vaccines and encouraged Floridians to stick with their intuition as opposed to following the guidance of those who actually know what they're talking about. And the editorial board of the Orlando Sentinel described Latipo as a COVID crank who's been associated with a right-wing group of physicians whose members include a physician who believes infertility and miscarriages are the result of having sex with demons and witches during dreams. So this is the kind of people that the governor has elevated uh, because they are not to be taken seriously. They don't raise serious questions about anything. They uh, can be lapdogs and told to do anything and say anything, and they'll do it for the pay. And like I say, he's been given two jobs here in the state of Florida. In addition to being a surgeon general, he was at the University of Florida, and now they're turning on him because they're calling him a charlatan. At long last, so you know, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty easy to go after him because he has just opened his mouth and shown himself to be a fool. But there's so many people in this state that have been given these crony positions, these uh, self-serving positions that are gonna only serve the presidential aspirations. Of this governor, apparently a lot of, according to another report, a lot of friends of this governor have been giving, have been earning millions off Florida taxpayers. So we can talk more about this. This is a uh, coming from uh, originally uh, reported by cable news, but DeSantis works to remakes this state. He's been working really hard to remake this state into his far right image. And he's firing people and appointing his friends and his allies to all these particular jobs. And uh, one that springs to mind is the new college of Florida, the new president there, Richard Corcoran. He makes up to $1.3 million a year in that post. The school will oversee, uh, has about, that he will oversee, has about 700 students. That's nearly $2,000 per student. Uh he earns a $699,000 base salary plus several hundred thousand dollars in perks and incentives and an additional $200,000 a year in retention payments that would be paid out if he stays at the university through February 21st of 2026. And uh, his base pay is double that of his uh Just as I talked about other friends of the... Uh, Governor, and I talked earlier about Joseph Latipo, the Surgeon General, uh, which uh, you know is pretty easy now to call him a COVID conspiracy theories. He makes about four hundred and forty-seven thousand dollars a year, while also being paid from the University of Florida of College of Medicine, which I said earlier has turned on him now that they see him as a charlatan. And his predecessor, Latipo's predecessor, made half that, according to a report. By CNN, and that included his work at the university as well. The appointed Florida Secretary of State, Cord Byrd, makes 32 percent more than the previous person in his position at 188 thousand dollars a year. And uh, Manny Diaz Jr., who serves as the governor's public education commissioner, known for fighting with the uh, only Black Republican lawmaker in Congress, makes 314 thousand dollars. A year. That's nearly forty thousand dollars more than the previous two people who held the position. And ironically, Corcoran also had that job previously. Uh but now of course he's been given that really cushy job at New College. The report goes on to say that fifty-nine people in the governor's office who make more than hundred thousand there are at least fifty-nine people who make more than a hundred thousand dollars a year. This governor as one person has said, is it, it was once a stickler for keeping the executive branch pay in check. He entered politics as a so-called Tea Party conservative and his first bill after getting sworn into the U.S. House of Representatives in 2013 sought to freeze the pay of federal employees and halt raises for senior Obama administration staff. It passed the House and died in the Senate, but now it seems DeSantis This governor is eager to use taxpayer dollars to compensate those who are most loyal to him. And his chief of staff makes about $30,000 more than the last chief of staff under the last Republican governor. Uh, We know who that was. So just wanted to point out that's the kind of cronyism that is doing wreaking real havoc on taxpayer dollars in the state of Florida. And uh, it's on the road to fascism. And we could do a lot. To put an end to that. Right now. But what will we do? What must be done? And that's why I want to talk to you about that. Uh, we talk about the political insiders. Who are getting fat paychecks. Uh, from the uh, the new Disney. The uh New governing council there that the governor put in place. Uh, I'm trying to find more about that story as well. Uh, but there are, there's a lot of cronyism that has emerged from that new governing board that replaced Reedy Creek at Disney. A lot of the political insiders are talking about the money that is being spent there. But I want to hear from you, 813-239-9663. If we look at the fat paychecks and the big contracts, for DeSantis, not just at the Disney District, but all 59 of those people who are giving these cushy jobs in order to support this aspiration of this governor. 813-239-9663 is the number to call. This is Community Speaks, and uh, Irene stands ready to take your telephone calls. And you can also email me, dj at uh to talk more, give more insight from your point of view. But this is fascism. A lot of people are wondering, you know, we're focusing on the last president, president number 45. But we are seeing so many people uh, on the right going the same route. And how do we nip this in the bud before it it's too late? It's already in a lot of people's minds too late because... We're in courts trying to hold the last president accountable for all the the crimes that he's committed and all the lies that he's told and misrepresentation he's made for his business. Uh, The the worth of his home and his businesses, those buildings, the money that he lied on public records for. And there are people, especially the prosecutors in New York and the prosecutors from the election, uh, almost election theft that he... Refused to to leave office and refused to acknowledge that the elections uh, were fair and and and, f- and the votes were counted correctly and that he lost and didn't want to leave and that's what that's what fascists do they oftentimes do not want to give up power and we're seeing this you know country putting itself through fits trying to bring some kind of justice to this and this is what Uh, we're fighting against right now as we look at the rise of fascism here inside the United States. So that's why I want to talk to you about what we're going to do and how we're going to face it as we look at all of the various areas of backlash that is happening that is all coming from one place and that is a place of throwing this country backwards. Especially when it comes to elections uh, in The idea that the far right does not want us even having elections, especially elections that they can't win or don't want us to have too much access to the ballot box. So we're seeing this fight on many fronts here in the United States. A lot of people felt like it couldn't happen here, but it is happening as we speak. 813-239-9663 to join Community Speaks to talk about what is happening, to talk about the cronyism and the rise of fascism here in the United States. I know there's a lot to you know take in as we get this show started. Uh, so we got to give you an opportunity to take it all in and go to the telephone lines and call in as we talk about what is happening around the world and inside the United States and uh, taking a look at some of the latest you know developments around the world here in the United States politically and in this state. 813-239 9663. I also wanted to remind you that we will be uh, engaging in the Giving Tuesday tomorrow. So we want to encourage you to show your support for WNF in would like, You can show your support for Community Speaks. In the meantime, in the process of showing your support on Giving Tuesday, that'll be tomorrow as we'll be uh, trying to you know, we'll be joining this glo- this global day of giving, you know, also right here at WNF. But I want to hear from you today here on Community Speaks because these are some very serious issues that we are having to deal with. And as I promised at the top of the show, we can look back as we, a lot of people are, are wringing their hands about the rise of fascism here in the United States. And uh, as I said, as a political ideology and a mass movement that dominated many parts of Central, Southern, and Eastern Europe in the interwar years between 1919 and 1945. And that also had inherits here in Western Europe and here in the United States, but as well as in South Africa, Japan, Latin America, and the Middle East. But Europe's first fascist leader, a lot of people recognized as the ones who came up with that whole terminology. in that uh, that term is fascist. It's a Latin word which is referred to a bundle of elm or birch rods. And it was first used by Benito Mussolini. And it took the name of his party from that word, the fascist party. And uh, it's usually contained in an axe. It's used as a symbol of penal authority. In ancient Rome, and also fascist parties and movements differed significantly from one another. They had many characteristics in common, though, including extreme militarism, and nationalism, and contempt for electoral democracy, and political and cultural liberalism, a belief in natural social hierarchy in the rule. Uh, they believe in the rule of the elites and the desire to create. Uh, what they called in Germany, a people's community in which individual interests would be subordinated to the good of the nation. At the end of World War II, the major European fascist parties were broken up and in some, uh, in some countries such as Italy and West Germany, they were officially banned. But beginning in the late 1940s, however many fascist-oriented parties and movements were founded in Europe as well as in Latin America and South Africa, although some... European neo-fascist groups attracted large fellowships, especially in Italy and France. None were as influential as the major fascist parties of the interwar period. So historians often look back at that time as the last wave of the rise of fascism on the globe to give us an idea of where we are likely to see these movements express themselves again. The neo-Nazi movement and the neo-fascist movements and uh, you know, we see this as something that is uh historical, it's in in our past. Uh, but a lot of people are who are on the far right are looking at these same time periods and studying this time, those periods in history to take notes, to revamp or reemerge these ideas in our time. And you know, we're seeing that we're having to refight a lot of the old battles, just as we see when we are talking about racism and any attempts, as I said, at the top of the show to fight racism is seen in and of itself as racist. And when we see the attacks on diversity and inclusion and equity, it's hard to understand why anybody would be against those ideas. And uh, we, you know, see a backlash, especially in corporate America, the DEI backlash has arrived. Uh, U.S. companies, diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts are now losing momentum this year after the Supreme Court's June affirmative action ruling, which was a ruling that says, you know, we're talking about affirmative action and college admissions can no longer uh, even consider race even though that was a historical uh, point in which people were locked out of college. So it's almost as if they just want to throw their heads in the sand and, and feel like everybody has an equal chance to get into college when, you know, a lot of people's applications don't even get considered based on race. And why it matters is that there was a slowdown. Um, The slowdown is a reversal, as I said, from the explosion in corporate DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion after George Floyd's killing pushed a lot of companies to act to address racial inequality. And we saw it most visibly in the NFL, for instance. You know, we saw that a lot of the anti-racist messages showed up on the field, showed up on the jerseys and on the helmets because they wanted to show that they were responding to what was an outpouring after George Floyd's killing. That was an outpouring of 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 anger. And people were just fed up with racism, especially as it relates to the behavior of the police. And there was a, a lot of people out in the streets in this country uh, after that. And so a lot of companies were uh, responding to what they saw was an outpouring of anger in this country and on this globe and decided to try to address racial inequality in the corporate workplaces that we have to work at, where we get jobs. And so 2023 has undeniably shifted the DEI landscape. And it's going to be shifted for years to come because of this backlash. The external forces are no longer pushing companies to invest in DEI. Instead, in some cases, external forces are pushing back on companies' investments in DEI. And just as I said with the case in Ohio, the article calling for decentering whiteness in the workplace uh, was met with such anger and derision from one republican that this uh republican is calling for the writer who's expressing her free speech uh to be probed investigated for writing th- such a thing standing up to racism uh and this is uh, not a good look this is not well for uh bringing some kind of some kind of dialogue in this country to continue to progress us forward. Uh, There are a lot of enemies of progress in this country and they are asserting themselves and they're using uh, beyond cronyism. They're also using their anger at the progress that has been made, the anger at even that, even though corporations have been forced to respond to anger in its country against racial inequality, uh, they're being told now to stop. Uh, in June, as I said, the Supreme Court struck down affirmative action in colleges, ruling that sclu- schools can't explicitly consider race in the admissions process. Since then, the group that brought that case, American Alliance for Equal Rights, sued two law firms, challenging minority fellowships that were open only to students of color, those who identify as LGBTQ+, or those who have disabilities. Even that has been... Uh, is being fought against at this point through two lawsuits, uh, through lawsuits to two law firms from American Alliance for Equal Rights. Uh, Very misleading name. Uh, We have people like Stephen Miller, who was uh, the person who was an advisor to the 45th president and uh, who was responsible for fashioning the the anti immigrant policy that split up children young children from their parents in order to uh make them uh feel bad about even crossing the border to try to get some kind of of uh amnesty in this country uh let's take your children from you so you won't make that mistake again to try to come here uh but the alliance also argued. The fellowship discriminated against other groups like white people, straight people, or those who do not have disabilities. So anything you do to bring redress and equity is now going to be fought against by people like Stephen Miller and the alliance, the so-called American Alliance for Equal Rights. The group also sued a venture capital fund, the Fearless Fund, for investing solely in black women. The case is working its way through the courts. Uh, In response, this fall, the law firms revised the programs, broadening their criteria to all law students at a certain stage of school. The suits were then dropped. Uh, Another major law firm, which had not been sued, proactively changed its fellowship because they were afraid of being sued. Fellowships were meant to bring more minority law students into firms hiring uh, the pipeline that hires four law firms is big law is among the least diverse professions, and that can't be safe. We need more lawyers of color. Uh, meanwhile, in a letter this summer, 13 Republican state attorney generals urged Fortune 100 companies to take another look at their DEI programs in the wake of the court's decision on affirmative action. The letter takes aim. At explicit racial quotas in hiring, recruiting, retention, promotion, and advancement. And so if you read between the lines of lawsuits and the letters, will have significant downstream consequences for diversity, equity, and inclusion for years to come, which means we're going backwards if we allow this to continue. Do we want to go back or do you want to go forward? I personally will not go back. Continue to fight move things forward. But I do want to hear from you. What are your ideas about how to fight cronyism in the state, how to fight the anti... uh, How to fight the backlash against diversity, the racist backlash against anti-racist actions, and how to fight fascism as we're seeing that galloping in places where we've seen it before. Uh, So... Let me hear from you. 813-239-9663 is the number to call. I see some of you are calling, but yeah, you got to give us time to get to the telephone but because uh, that's all. That we got to get your voice on the air. Uh, but we do want to hear from you. 813-239-9663. Of course, following the show, Community Speaks, we're going to get the scoop, which is going to give us local news updates. And then we got to get back to the music with uh, it's the music Monday, but uh, you can also write me DJ at WNF.org. One of you has written talking about forty-five. show the far right. That if you surround yourself with enough thieves, liars and con men that you can continue the evil that he started rolling in America, unfortunately, there are many stupid people out there that believe 45 was a fantastic president. They watched him lie and cheat on TV, heard him say horrible things and then deny it. And they believe him even though they saw what he was doing with their own eyes and heard it with their own ears. The governor of Florida is just following his footsteps, surrounding himself with his cronies. It's sad and it's scary. But we don't have to take it. 813 239 9663 is the number to call because we could talk about how we can fight this. We could talk about that openly on the radio because there is always a pushback. There's always a way to fight back. You know, we wouldn't have come, we wouldn't have made it this far if there wasn't, you know. Previous generations, especially African-American generations, have fought against bigger odds. And we've always been able to to find our way forward. And uh, we have to continue to do that. I think is very tempting to tune out, but we have to continue to tune in. We have to continue to engage and show them that this is not just a free-for-all for the fascists. It's time that we recognize and learn the lessons of history and like i said it's important to look back at where we've seen fascism emerge before and we're probably going to see it emerge again we've seen spain's fascist movement uh founded in 1933 never came to power but many of its members were absorbed into the military dictatorship of francisco franco this is how This is one way how it's done. And we're seeing that, as the emailer has written, we're seeing that happen again. Uh, The fact that, you know, the governor is following uh, in the footsteps of the last guy to do it here nationally. And uh, we're seeing the undermining of elections. We're seeing the undermining of the actual president and uh, we see this governor trying to act like he is running the country from his perch here in Florida. Uh, but we've seen many incidences and in uh, currently that shows us where we are. That shows us that what we're dealing with is, is a galloping fascism that has to be recognized if it's going to be stopped in its tracks. And it can be stopped. We've seen because they're not really smarter than anybody else. They're just following and uh, taking advantage of moment a moment in history. And, of course, the fascists have always had the conservative money behind them. We're seeing the billionaires who are lining themselves to support the campaigns of 45 and of the Florida governor. These billionaires who have been trying to bankroll uh uh, a government a government that would be responsive to them and not to the nation not to us not to the worker not to unions not to teachers but to those who want to wage war and take home as much of the people's money as they possibly can the role of fascism 8132399663 i want to hear from you because I know you've been feeling some type of way about what has been happening. So we've got to go to the telephone lines and see what you have to say about what is happening. We've got to talk to March in Orlando. Uh, because I know there's a lot that's going on there. As we've seen at least one Democrat, anti-democratic process underway as the Orlando area, in the Orange County area, the prosecutor has been dismissed from her job. But March... From Orlando, you tell us what's going on with you. Thank you for joining me here on Community Speaks. Hey, buddy,
0: it's nice to nice to hear hear you and um, you know, hear your opinions about things. But um, yeah, and you seem like such a such a, a great guy. Um,
2: try to be. But,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, it's always good to hear someone that I would just say differs in, in my my opinions because. Um, I, I was I was in Washington on on January 6th, and you know I kind of went down there because I have a a black partner, and uh, that that has uh, is seating like a, a food, food 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 deserts. And yeah. so I, I'm an art, I'm an architect and I had some business down there, but I just saw I saw pretty much what I what I witnessed was a lot of like religious people, and they were pretty much. M- Nobody was really trying to run over capital, and then the media, which I would call very fascist, not, 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 and I, I mean, I, I mean, if you want to talk about fascism, it's on the left, not on the right.
2: But by definition, it's a far right ideology. Now, I'm not saying that a left, a leftist government can't be government can't be authoritarian, but that's not full on fascism. Uh, that's a, definitely a far-right ideology.
0: Um, well, I mean, the people that I witnessed on, on, uh, in Washington on the 6th were, like, really patriotic people. I mean, they were all different. I mean, there's people from Oregon, there's people from Nevada, there's people from every state. And it was kind of a gathering of, like, nice people. And, and, then, and then, funny how the media portrays it as a as a, as in as in as an insurrection. Nobody brought any guns. I mean it's like, hey, I brought my mittens, but I didn't bring my guns. I mean you know I mean Yeah, but like,
2: call March, come on man. You you know better than that. Just because they didn't have guns doesn't mean that they weren't they were just peaceful people. They wanted to bring those guns. They had to get checked. So they couldn't bring those guns into that building and we already know that. So they still broke their way in. They still used battering rams. They still showed a level of violence that you know, if they were just being patriotic, they wouldn't have done that. You know, the fact of the matter is, they lost.
0: Well, I was no, all it was all all we were doing there. I, I was I, I was there for business, but I was mm-hmm. I went to the, I didn't go to the Capitol Steps, but I, I heard people that were at the Capitol Steps that that said that the people broke in were planned. There were Antifa
2: and BLM plant. Yeah, but how do they know that, and why would they do that? I mean, that doesn't even make sense. Because the fact of the matter is, these people were in the media. The media has no ability to tell somebody to go and be violent, so or to stop you from being violent. You you got to do that if you're gonna if you want to do that anyway. So I don't so see how the media uh, is responsible for what the people went there and did. Those people media, were angry. The,
0: the media took Donald Trump offline. He used Twitter, which is a public platform. They took him offline. He said, go home. And they took him offline on Twitter. Was total. That's total fascism, total corruption by the left. Not
2: I don't Trump. understand how you got to that. Because the fact of the matter is this 45 planned to get those people. That he wanted them to go there. He told them to go. They said he they were responding to his calling for them to go there because they were they they were the ones who were saying, hang the vice president. You know what I'm saying? So I don't see how you are expecting anybody who's listening to this show to follow you when you say that it was somebody else's fault. And that the people that were there were just like you. You might have been peaceful. You know those people were not there for peace, and they've been you using violent rhetoric all this time.
0: Oh, they were there for peace. I'm telling you, there's like 2 million people there for peace. They did not want to have any disturbances at all. But they did. They did.
2: And you're saying that the media look, told them to do it?
0: Look, 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 man. If you have a few people, they can rile up a whole bunch of people. It's just a big mob. Mobs are crazy. They'll do whatever. If you have a few people that are acting bad, they can rile up a big
2: crowd. But that is not what happened. Guy, you marched. Everybody saw what happened. You can't hide the fact. Everybody saw what, it wasn't just a few people. It was a lot of people that came there to do that.
0: If you, watch, if you watch the tapes that have been released after three and a half years, three and a half years, they kept people in jail. I mean, that's what's going on right now. you got to you know, pay attention a little bit.
2: You have to pay attention, too. I've been paying attention because everybody's been paying attention. We have all been paying attention. We saw what you guys did. We saw it. And you can't hide from it now and try to blame somebody else. That is what you have been banking on all this not, time.
0: Not, not not everyone there was a Republican. Not everyone there. There they were people there that just wanted to count the votes. And the votes were not counted fairly. I heard over... How do you know that? Because I was in the hotels with people from Michigan, people from Georgia. They said, this is the craziest election. Now, when you say mail-in votes and you say, oh, everybody's just going mail-in votes, I mean, that's, that's a reason to cheat.
2: No, it's not. <laughs> no, it is not. Yes, it is. It is, a, it is a convenient way to vote. How do you cheat? You put the voter, you put the ballots in a ballot box and you send it in and it now, gets counted. Yeah.
0: Now, even you have heard stories
2: about getting more than one mail-in vote in the mail, right? No, I've I've heard a lot of stories, but these stories have been very few and far between. They have been not enough to create any kind of disparity in the election count. Come on, dude! Look, look you're, you're not going to win that argument. I, I,
0: I, I can tell you're a great guy. You're you're you a brother. I don't see. I don't. I'm from. I mean, I, I'm. I don't see color. I don't. I see. Oh, that's good. I see. I, I, see, even a, I see a ha- I see a happy nation. And I do think forty five. You're, you're, you're misleading people to think he's a fascist. It's not. He's not at all. He supported black colleges. He did a lot of very very good things for 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 all the people. He's a real people guy. I mean, I, I don't. And I, Biden. Nobody can understand a word he says. He is a.
2: I understand so, Biden just fine. March, thank you. I've had fun talking to you. I'm going to go and get some more callers on the line. Sister Kelly is calling me, and I want to talk to Sister Kelly right now. Sister Kelly, you're on Community Speaks. Thank you for calling. You say what?
0: Thank you so much, Mabili. This brother, please direct him to democracynow.org. He needs some awakening. He needs some truth and not some pace covered over lies and if it's so it is so obvious they kill police officers and he can only see what he said. Yeah. Please
2: they chased that one cop and he was by himself and I I I felt for that cop, you know. <laughs> He'd be chased oh, by a mob.
0: Yes, and his family that he left and I mean just being serving our our country. So thank you so much, Brother Mobili. Pass it on to someone else. Bless him.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Sister Kelly. Thank you for calling. We've got to continue on the telephone calls because we just got a few more minutes left to go here on Community Speaks, and I do want to hear from you. Uh, but what is fascism? And we are seeing it play out right before our very eyes, and we did see it on January the 6th, 2021, Because that's what fascists do. They try to throw the mob on you if they can't get their way. and We are seeing that playing out. This guy is, you know, 45, has no qualms about turning people against one another and exhorting people to violence to get his way. Go ahead, William from Tampa. You say what?
3: Good afternoon, Mabili. Good afternoon. The caller that you had, the man who said that he was an architect, his responses are an example of, shall we call it, social paranoia. He wants to believe the lies that are put out and then put the blame on others, quote-unquote, the left, whatever the left means. Mm. Now, what has happened in this country so far is almost parallel to what happened in Italy and Germany after World War I. Mm-hmm. Those people who rose to power, by violence, those people who told lies, outright lies, those people who said others were the blame for the misfortunes of their countries after World War One. Yeah. Now, the majority of people in Germany for instance already believed that they were betrayed by big business interests and quote unquote the Jews. Adolf yeah. Hitler was able to use his comments to rile up the folks, and it got to the point where they acted as though he was a second coming of Christ. Mm. In other words, he could not fail the people. He blamed communists, he blamed Jews, he blamed others, and it just got to the point where it became a situation where people from one of the most civilized countries in the world believed this guy because they didn't want to admit that... Kaiser William and the leaders of the army, army in Germany wanted to, uh, shall we say, attack those who, want. again, in quotes, won World War I. Now we have a group of people who want their followers to leave that is in their best interest to support them when facts, not lies, but when the facts show that an Unapologetic liar, a philanderer, a tax cheater, a person who would not pay workers, the common people, somebody who lied about re- resurrecting the coal industry in West Virginia and Eastern Kentucky. They want to believe that this man has the best interest of the majority of people in the United States of America. As one of his reasons for wanting to become president, mm-hmm. he's an evil He believes that he can do no wrong, but he also knows how to con people. He's a con artist. Right. <laughs> and these are facts. Uh, uh, some of the ludicrous things that I've heard, what's his name, Mark? March, yeah. Just said it about people from Black Lives Matter and the FBI were somehow plants in that (laughs) bar?
2: How many
3: of those people who are people of color were shown at that attack? The attack on the capital of the United States. Mm -hmm. There were a few. There were a few. Mm -hmm. But those folks who may appear to have been of African descent, they were not in command positions. The group of folks, I forget what country in the Midwest or, or Far West, who showed up in combat gear. You don't go to a peaceful demonstration yeah. in combat gear. Helmets, bulletproof vests, uh, th- and, and and the stack, as they call it, they had. That's something that's done by people in the military or law enforcement when they're going to breach a building uh, and yeah. uh, one right after the other so that as the person in front of them falls down, the others can then open fire on whomever or from wherever those shots were coming. So, again, social paranoia. Hmm. The other, they are the reason why things are going on. Not because of the lies put out by the leaders, but because they want to believe that they're somehow going to lose their social privileges, so let's go ahead and do whatever we can. It doesn't always have to be acts of violence. Manipulation of political situations, uh, gerrymandering voting districts, uh, other things that uh, have been done to reduce the power of those people who oppose them when it comes to politics. You know, we don't have to have riots to get rid of them. Let's just reduce their ability to voice their concerns through the power of the vote. And one last thing, even though a number of people in this country don't want to believe it, the history of racial riots are primarily Caucasian rioting against people of color. Florida yeah. has a history of it. Yeah. Other states throughout the South have an interest of it. And as a matter of fact, there's a movie out now, I forget the exact uh, title, but it's about uh, Native American. Discovering oil. Oh yeah! What was thought to be worthless uh, land in Oklahoma, and once oil was discovered, all of a sudden people didn't want to have contact with them. Oh Lord, let me show you how! And the people who were who owned the land, the Native Americans who owned land that was rich in oil, a number of them started mysteriously dying yeah. or being killed. Right. And those folks who were supposedly going to show them how to make use of the money they were getting, they then wound up getting that money. So when it comes to race, race discrimination, racial violence in this country, let's deal with the facts, not the lies that are put out. Let's deal with the facts. And then oftentimes when the facts are exposed or, or, or made plain, Nobody wants to talk about it. <laughs> Greenwood in Tulsa, Oklahoma.
2: Yeah, and Okoye and Rosewood, yeah. Right, right.
3: Those were acts of violence that were not originated by people of color, but because of lies and perceptions. And we are not going to depend on law enforcement. We got to do something about this. And oftentimes those people in law enforcement were also part of the group that did the attacks. So we cannot ignore or we should not ignore the real history of the United States of America and also the things that have happened in other countries that supposedly were uh, populated by uh, intelligent individuals, uh, cultured individuals who eventually turned to uh, massive acts of violence to maintain their supposed... Superiority. Thank you very much for listening to me. I
2: appreciate it. Thank you, William. I appreciate your calling. Community speaks. Bob, go ahead and Plant City. You say what?
1: Now the, I'll make this brief because I know you're winding winding down your show. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to sort of counter uh, March's appearance on your show with uh, with a, with a, a voice that isn't a man of color. Mm-hmm. And you know, we are out here, and we we are we are with. With you guys, and we understand what well, we don't understand, <laughs> can't understand at all. But um, there is there is that compassion and understanding for um, what um, the black population yeah. is is up against. So I just wanted to get that out there. Um, the other thing is, I just can't believe that we've we've seen so much happen. On the TV regarding the assault on the Capitol, and people will still come away with a blindness to to what happened when people were swarming up the walls of that yeah. that building, and and you know people will swear up and down that there were busloads of Black Lives Matters and,
2: and Antifa you know, yeah.
1: <laughs> brought in. And
2: These are all lies and truths. They
1: were. It's like you know no. It, and what does it take? Yeah. What does it take to convince people when it's unfolding in front of them in real time? Unfortunately, they'll they'll say, you know, well, that's you know, it's the media. The media. So there's some mm. sort of weird filter that they're they're putting it through. It's, I don't yeah. know how we're going to get out of this I, when when the truth is actually playing out in front of people, and they will still believe. Mm. They will still believe charismatic leaders. That will tell them the absolute, it's 1984, it's Orwellian. Yeah. will tell them absolutely the opposite, and they'll, they'll believe it because because they want to.
2: Yeah, because they want to. Everybody else is your enemy, and not the real fascist. We're out of time. That's my time here on Community Speaks. I want to thank you. The Scoop is coming your way next. Fascism. That'll be f Tampa.
0: in the mirror if you want to see the enemy. This is a new world model for tyranny. Cultural, political, technological, pathological, but totally logical. Check yourself for collective identity. They kind of... And
2: it's the music...
0: Thank fall.